Welcome to the Better Health Podcast, hosted by Diskem. In this episode, we explore the evolution of beauty standards with Naledi Manlela and Leah Jazz and look at how this impacts our mental health, self-esteem, and self-confidence. Welcome to the Better Health Podcast, hosted by Diskem. I'm Naledi. Hi, I'm Leah Jazz. It's so nice to meet you. Oh my God, I actually like your name, Leah Jazz. It's got like this element of cool to it. Thank you. I got it from my parents. <laughs> Well, I'm a TV presenter and I'm a digital content creator with 18 million views. I had to emphasize that 18 million. And I see you on radio doing nice things. Yeah, I'm a 5FM presenter, a body positive activist and a sex educator. Body positivity. Yeah. And today we're talking about the evolution of beauty on this podcast. Yeah. And I think that encompasses so many things, right? Of course. Beauty has course. to do with our bodies, mm. our faces, mm. our hair, all over our bodies, not just, not just this hair. And it's... Body positivity, I think, is this movement that has really highlighted and criticized of course. beauty yes. and what beauty stands for. Yeah. You're a beauty content creator. I am. What was I that am. journey like for you? How did you get involved? Um, I started the YouTube journey quite a long time ago. And at the time that I jumped into it, if you were like a girl, you were leaning more towards beauty standards. And I think obviously growing up and wanting to look a certain way and wanting to be presented a certain way, obviously because of what I've been exposed to, I wanted to look pretty. So I taught myself on YouTube and the journey has been quite fascinating because I wasn't always the prettiest one in the squad. I was actually like the least prettiest one. So but look at me now. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess it, it does. The evolution of beauty standards, it definitely is affected by what we see on social media, what we see on television. And the YouTube journey for me forced me to look a certain way. You know, all the beauty YouTubers are just flawless and pretty and beautiful. And you just want to wake up and just be on some, hey guys, I've got a couple of pimples, but you can't. Like my job forces me to look like this all the time. But this is what I think we need to start challenging, right? right? Because beauty standards haven't just existed through social media or through TV or even magazines. Like, why do we feel, specifically as women, like yeah. we need to be smaller in order to be acceptable? Even when we do try to challenge that status quo, it's it's difficult because even in the industry that I work in, I need to look a certain way. If I don't, whether or not if I try to challenge it, they're just going to scoot the lady out and scoot another lady in. Do you think so, though? Because do you not think that, like, waking up and going, actually, guys, I have a pimple today or I didn't feel like doing my makeup or I'm not contoured or I didn't do my lashes or I'm on a beauty podcast and I didn't do my nails. Like, why is it that we feel we're automatically disqualified if yeah. we don't yeah. put in all the work and all the money mm. into making those things happen? I think there's not enough emphasis on beauty being about how you feel about yourself yeah. rather than how you present yourself, yeah. right? Beauty as expression rather than expectation. Mm -hmm. um, how do you feel beautiful without those layers? Who are you when those layers are peeled back? It, it all boils down to what's the trend and what, what are we seeing? What are we being exposed to? Because obviously these standards are toxic. They're deadly. Like, for example, um, you know, the whole BBL culture has really kind of expanded where everyone is like, oh, my God, we, I want the easy way. I really want an ass, but I can buy an ass now. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. But the toxic side of it is that, is that you generally, they, they're feeding off our insecurities. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's what we're constantly exposed to, even if we were to remove social media as an aspect completely. Is it ever enough? No. Can you ever fix the things that you don't like about yourself to the point where you look in the mirror and you go, I'm happy now. This is great. I'm perfect. How much are we going to put our bodies through in the name of looking beautiful? 
as opposed to working on our minds and feeling beautiful. That's the thing. I think obviously the mental health aspect is not really as, um, you know, vocalized as everything else. Uh, we, we want to look beautiful. We want to feel beautiful, but it always starts on the inside. Like I realized with myself and my personal journey is that I wanted to lose weight so much because of what I thought people's perception was of myself. And my job forces me or puts me in a place where I have to look a certain way to get the results. Yeah, I mean, my job too. That's the industry that we're in. Yeah. But I think it's also time that we fight back against that and go, I'm sorry, did you hire me because I have a skinny waist or did you hire me because I have a shining personality that you really want a platform? <laughs> like, actually, why am I here? Is it yeah. because you want me to perpetuate a certain beauty standard because that helps someone else's agenda? Mm -hmm. Or is it because actually you hired me because of the things that I say and the thoughts that I think? Of course, but how, how are we going to convince a, a big industry, mostly male-dominated, that hey, please hire me for my personality. I'm funny. Like, come on. Come on. Oh, well, I mean. No, I mean, I mean I'm hilarious. <laughs> like, I really, I pride myself on my humor. I think it's the first thing I love about myself. But at the end of the day, it's, it's this whole thing about like, the first impression always lasts or how you look or how you, you're not going to go to an interview wearing sweats, even though you're literally the smartest guy in the room. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I got up and stressed about doing my makeup this morning because I know that I'm like a BB cream and eyebrows girl. <laughs> I was like up at six o'clock in the morning doing these eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my God. Okay. I've got an hour to do this and then I have to straighten my hair and then I have to make it yeah, just to look presentable. Yeah. But then, you know, I am just wearing BB cream and my eyebrows and I don't feel unpresentable yeah. today. But we're competing with like a large industry of people who don't believe that or people who are swaying us into believing that being your natural self is not really it. Yeah, I mean... How are we going to break that? I do it by small rebellions. Like, I don't shave my legs. I don't shave my underarms. Really? Really, really. I mean, we're... Hey, mama! We're rocking Okay, the, okay. We're rocking the fuzz. All right. And it took a lot of work for me to really think about why I felt the need to remove my body hair. Because okay. my boyfriend doesn't. My boyfriend yeah. doesn't shave his underarms. Yeah. And no one calls it unhygienic if he doesn't. Yes. So... I had to really interrogate why I felt like I needed to wax and shave and experience all this pain to be hairless like a child. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been judged for the fuzz? Have you ever walked out in public and someone went, I'm sure people judge me all the time. Do you notice it? No. But what I have had is I was at a wedding a couple of months ago and I was wearing a short dress. I hadn't even thought about shaving my legs mm -hmm. it did, the, the thought didn't even cross my mind yeah and you know how like late into the night at the, at the wedding yes. people are like people are starting to get a little lady it's been a vibe exactly and this girl came up to me and she she said you know i've never seen a woman rocking hairy legs before the way that you are and i was like oh that's crazy like this is so normal for me. I don't. I didn't even think about it. Right. Yeah. And okay, she was a little litty, but she actually started crying. Why? Because she started crying. She's a hairy person, right? She she said she grows oh, hair on her face. Okay. Um, and okay. that her body hair has been this lifelong struggle for her. That yeah. she's never felt okay with her body hair. And so to see someone just rocking it the way that it is was like revolutionary for her. Right. And it was something I hadn't even thought about. It wasn't yeah. political. It wasn't a statement. It wasn't revolutionary for me. Yeah. But when you make small statements 
all big statements, but uh-huh. when you when you refuse to conform even just a little bit, yeah. then you start to shift that standard. You start to shift that bit. perception just a yeah. little bit because if one person sees my hairy legs and goes, I feel a bit better about myself now, I feel less pressure to do that now, yeah. then cool. Look, there was there was a quote I once heard, and don't quote me verbatim on this, but they said that the one person who is most, what's the word I want to use here? Someone who's in, who isn't appreciated is is a woman, and in this regard, a black woman, right? So I'm obviously this is a personal journey for me, but everything you're saying for me t- touches me a lot because my journey on YouTube was the fact that women need to be seen and not heard, right? Mm-hmm. Women shouldn't genuinely have much of a voice. Like if if you're gonna do makeup, just do makeup and shut up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very frankly, be so. pretty, and that's all. Be pretty, and don't talk too much. And now the problem was that. I wanted to try and break that wall and and still be myself because this element of me is not going to go away, right? And I was shamed for that. I was shamed and it was like, you talk too much. Oh man, you're just, you're just too much. You're loud. Even when I walked in, yeah, I, 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 at some point I just froze and I forgot that I'm in a room full of strangers. They're probably going to think the worst of me when I walk out, right? And that's been my whole journey. My whole journey of my career has been at the mercy of people's perception of me. So my chat is, if I were to change right now, already as it is, some guys think, oh man, she's so loud. You know, like, oh, but at least she's pretty. I won't lie. Looking the way that I look has afforded me opportunities. Can't take it away. And and I see it all the time. There are people who are a lot more talented than I am and they wouldn't get what is rightfully due to them because they don't want to conform. And even when I didn't want to conform, getting the job that I am really grateful for, to a certain degree, I have to. Like there is nothing I can do about the fact that if I don't actively put myself in a space where I look presentable, I won't be afforded those opportunities. Like I'm not going to lose a job because I don't shave my underarms, but I might make one person go, huh, maybe I don't have to shave my underarms. I mean, if I say you shouldn't, we shouldn't have to wear makeup as women, I could potentially lose a job. Like I, everything that I say is really on the line. Like there are certain things I can't engage in, even if I do agree. Mm. I mean, we have the opportunity to to voice out these opinions and create change on social media spaces. But a lot of the time where we are in a, uh, a place where we work or we engage with other people, it's male dominated, maybe for me. And if I say anything that goes against what they believe should be happening, I run the risk of losing everything. Yeah. And I don't even know how to break that. I mean, I love makeup. I really do. I, I don't do it for anybody else but myself. But I won't lie and say I wasn't influenced by everything that I had seen and everything that had proved to me that if I wear makeup, I'll be prettier. Yeah, yeah. And if you're prettier, then that means more opportunities, more right. business, more success. Right. I will say personally, my journey with makeup, I feel like transgender, just just transgender people in general have changed the game of makeup. Like RuPaul's Drag Race, I have learned some of the best techniques from transgender women. Trans women and drag queens at the forefront of makeup. Also, we're living in- Forefront of culture. Yeah, uh, Yeah. correct. We are in the golden era of makeup though. It's never been more accessible to learn how to do tutorials, to be able to transform Mm -hmm. your face, to be able to express your gender in a completely different way through the art of makeup. Yes. That's amazing. That is, that is. Honestly, I have a very close friend of mine who's part of the LGBTQ. 
right? And he definitely wanted to experiment in makeup, but he received uh, some sort of backlash for it. Because, I mean, obviously he's okay with not having to wear makeup, but this one time he decided to wear makeup and there were so many mixed reviews that he kind of just sunk back into it and he's like, yeah, maybe it's not for me. And I was like, it's crazy because his makeup skills are amazing. He is so good. Like, off the bat, when I learned everything on YouTube, but when I taught him a little bit about, okay, do this, like, tweak your chat, tweak your chat, it was so good to see that barrier being broken. Mm. And for me, when it definitely comes to beauty, I personally feel like I've learned more from transgender women about beauty. This is the thing, though. Like, YouTube is such an amazing platform, right? Because you you can learn to do anything. YouTube was the platform that taught me everything I needed to know about how to get rid of my acne, how to watch what I eat, how to do my makeup. Oh, mm. by the way, fun fact, I learned makeup on YouTube. I'm not, like, an actual makeup artist. That's amazing. Did you think I was? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yes, looking at that face, absolutely. <laughs> that face, flawless. And you know what the crazy thing is? It's funny because when I started YouTube, the only thing that I disliked was that the American YouTubers and all those products weren't accessible. So mm. I started the YouTube channel to do makeup and help people find accessible products at Diskim. Like all of my makeup stuff, I get it from Diskim. Yeah. And the, like makeup has never been more accessible, but you're right. There were a lot of uh, like inaccessible like white cream makeup. I'm sorry. What? Where? How? What is BB cream? It's like foundation mixed with moisturizer. So right. it's like a light foundation because mm, mm. my skin is so red underneath like yeah, so yeah. I don't need like a heavy coverage mm. but just a little bit because I feel really self-conscious about my redness like you? I, I don't know if it's coming through now I don't know if my BB cream is working well enough oh, it is coming through <laughs> sorry no, it's, it is what it is like but that's something I feel really self-conscious about and really struggle with when it comes mm. to like mm. feeling beautiful is yeah. you know yeah. I, I have this like rosy like rosy cheeks that yeah. are maybe sometimes a little too rosy extends mm. to my chest like it's especially, a lot especially with beauty influencers when I watch their tutorials I'm like yeah guys when they're doing voiceovers and then they start with a bare face sorry guys I have acne and this it's like we're constantly apologizing for these things yeah. we're constantly trying to say I'm so sorry guys it's that time of the month that's why I've got the acne I'm so sorry guys oh, it's hormonal acne I always would apologize for the bags under my eyes mm. and people would be like why my subscribers would be like, why? Why are you apologizing? I once asked, guys, can I do a video without makeup? How would you guys feel about it? They were like, what? Like, you don't need anyone's permission. Nobody's even looking at that. Like, some guy came up to me once. <laughs> so I do mukbang YouTubes. And I eat on camera. But I normally, like, put a face on. Like, I do my makeup. Yeah. And this guy's like, okay, completely unrelated. But why does she want to put makeup on when she eats? But at the same time, like, you're making the content. Like I'm making content, but, like, do I have to put makeup on when I eat? No, you probably don't. That was when, for me, I stopped doing uh, mukbang videos with makeup. I started doing them barefaced. I love mukbang videos. I used to, I used to make them on Instagram. Just, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's just something about the crunch. Why? Why is it so good? It's so good. And I remember when I started as well, I got a lot of backlash for it. The thing about... Uh, kind of engaging in a new thing that people aren't familiar with is that you need to be cognizant of the fact that people will come at you. There will be a lot of criticism and a lot of it isn't really from a place of like constructive criticism. It's more just to say, ugh, why is she chewing? Ugh, I hate the sound of that. And they were like, no, just, just be pretty. Just do the content, mm. just contour and just shh. So it's been, a, it's been a tough journey. It's been a tough journey. I've tried to break those stereotypes of not just having to look pretty, but having something to say. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of 
engaging with my subscribers, being funny, being loud, being shamelessly myself. But it, it came with a lot of backlash, especially from the opposite sex. But I think becoming comfortable with that backlash and learning to take that criticism yeah. is a great first step when it comes to wanting to challenge those beauty standards and going, cool, yeah. maybe I do want to do something different. Maybe I do want to rebel. Maybe I won't do my brows today. Mm. Maybe I will let my acne shine or maybe I'll let my redness flourish yeah. because I can handle the criticism and honestly, I don't care. And honestly, it is time to change the narrative. I mean, let's look at how the strides that we've made, you know, uh, Miss S.A., Zozi coming in there with like her fresh cut and I, I'm not going to lie. I was shocked. Zozi is gorgeous and mm. amazing and beautiful. But then again, she was basically the pinnacle of breaking the idea that you have to have a wig on and you have to do this and you have to do that. I mean, I have such a tough time with certain aspects of, like, especially when it comes to my looks and my features. Mm. And that's the part that's the part you can't break because it all starts with you. But you're seeing other women, they're breaking the stereotypes. You're seeing that, wow, black women are beautiful. Like when Shudu won, oh, Shudu Fazo is, was the next uh, Miss SA yeah. after Zozi. Yes. And then after her, it was Lalela. Yes. And it was just, I don't know how to describe it without feeling comforted by the fact that women are starting to be appreciated in all forms, shapes, sizes. Black women in South Africa are really at the forefront of the beauty scene that I see. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like black women are so beautiful in general in South Africa. And I see the effort that people make. Like I see, yeah. and... I leave the house in a short skirt. It'll be as though I am asking. It's, it's like a man will look at me in a very sexual manner. And if I get offended by that, it's like, but then why did you wear a short skirt? Yeah, I mean... Like, if you don't want a certain reaction, don't do a certain thing. I mean, like, right now, it's a violent culture of, like, femicide and women kind of been, being sexualized and being scrutinized. And my thing is, there are those people who will put you in a position to say, but then, why did you do that? Mm. Why did you wear shorts good when you knew that you've got thick thighs that we can't help but look at type of thing? And it's kind of like, you end up, like, kind of isolating because now you're scared to say but I want to wear shorts sure but at the same time like I should be allowed to sexualize myself yeah keyword being myself right like if I'm in control of that narrative and I decide how sexual I want to be or be mm -hmm. perceived or mm -hmm. show my own body or be yeah. seen as it's it's I'm I'm still I'm never asking for it yeah because Everything. I'm in control of that sexualizing myself is different to being sexualized by someone else um, and if people are perceiving me in that way and thinking oh well then that means she's she's sexual she behaves in a way that's sexual she talks about sex uh, that means I can do whatever I want to her they've missed the point what is the point the point is I am in control of my body and you're in control of your body and you're being in control of your body, it means you don't try and take advantage of me and mine. Yeah, of course. And I, I just wonder what the the evolution of beauty will be like in the next few years. I mean, it's moving in the right direction. We've had like a lot of big artists, like, you know, for example, there was Victoria's Secret that only had like a certain type of mm -hmm. woman. And now we have like Savage Fenty that's bringing plus size, that's really embracing women. So I just wonder what our beauty setup will be like a few years from now i think the future is going to be in the diversity so um where we've seen a lot of homogeny in terms yeah, of beauty yeah. standards yes yes you know you're either thin or now it's 2013 so now you're thick or now it's the 2020s again so now you're thin or everybody wants to look like kim kardashian mm -hmm. i think 
the real beauty is going to be in individualism, into looking not like other people, mm. into expressing yourself through your own idea of what beauty is and what beauty means. It's not about being in a box at all. It's about being yourself. And it's about not trying to be like anyone else or trying to be like anything else. It's about discovering who you are as a person and yeah. finding what is beautiful about you yeah. as a human being, not as a content creator, not as a makeup artist, but as a person. The things that make you beautiful are things that can't be contoured. They can't be changed. They can't be lash lifted. Fair. They can't be BBLs. Fair. They are inherently true to who you are as a person. And that's beauty. Thank you so much for this conversation. It was really enlightening, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And joining us now is Victoria Duckett from Kiss, Blush and Tell. She's an award-winning content creator and beauty blogger. Hello. She's probably got some tips and tricks that we can check out, right? I think she does. Let's see. Shall we? Hi, Nanuri and Leah. Thank you so much for having me join you guys today. Such an important topic to discuss and such valid and really strong opinions coming through, which I love to hear. Something I always feel strongly about in the space is it's all about what makes you feel beautiful as an individual. And whatever that is, it should not be shamed. And I think there can be such negative connotations with someone enjoying wearing makeup, looking after themselves. Just because someone enjoys beauty, products, makeup, things, aesthetic treatments, doesn't mean that they are doing that for anyone else but themselves. And I think that's the the beautiful thing to celebrate. That's why I love the industry so much and I'm so passionate about it. Most importantly, of course, beauty comes from from within and it's everyone's personal definition of what that really means to them. I think the beauty industry is such an incredible one because there are so many incredible things available to us to try out from beautiful skin treatments to incredible beauty products, makeup products, um, that certainly for me, it's something that really contributes to my self-love and my time that I love investing in myself. So some pointers on, on the topics, I think exactly that. Find what, what is it for you? Like, what is it? Is it, is it cooking a delicious meal? Is it picking up a book? Is it putting a face mask on? Is it going for a run? Whatever it is, making sure that you find that thing that makes you feel beautiful from within. Um, I think mental health is a huge factor in that, checking in with yourself, um, knowing when to, and I was having a, a conversation exactly like this with a friend of mine the other day, which I feel like I can be actually quite good at, if I say so myself, as knowing when to like press the pause button and check out and do things that feed me and make me feel more like aligned with myself again. So in closing, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about the beauty industry. I honestly just believe that there's something there for everyone that can contribute to all of us feeling that little bit better about ourselves in some way, shape or form. And it shouldn't be one that's intimidating. Um, if anything, it's just an industry I feel that should be celebrated and just, yeah, embraced and enjoyed by all of us.